Hello and welcome to the Stronger Squad podcast where we chat about all things training, nutrition, mindset and lifestyle for everyday women who are just trying to live a healthier life without restrictions, bad diets, excessive training and unrealistic expectations. If you are interested in joining my fat loss and freedom project coaching plan, please visit my website in the show notes below and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi guys, how are we all? Um, so I am joined with Chelsea of Strong Girl Squad. Chelsea, how are you? I'm going pretty grand. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. Um, so we decided to come on um today and talk about illnesses and injuries and how to approach these if these happen to you, um, how to um train around about them, like mindset, which is probably going to be like the majority of the conversation, um, your mindset around these things, and also a little bit about our experience, um, both with like illness and injury and how we overcame that, what we did um well what we would have changed and this has came off the back of we've had a couple of clients who have um, suffered with um injuries um the past few weeks so my client has she has had a little bit of an injury which has meant that a couple months ago she wasn't able to fulfill as much of her um, running commitments as she would have previously and it's meant it's caused her to kind of feel like looking back and comparing herself from where she is now and her fitness journey to where she was last year, she feels like she's taken a step back. And I think that's something that we can all kind of relate to, um, like feeling like we are, like when we have an injury or something happens, we feel like we're either taking a step back or we're treading water, which is a frustrating place and a frustrating feeling to have. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about like that um, and why don't you tell us, Chelsea, about what was what was your client's struggle? Um, so she just recently, well, probably in the last month or so, she had been having some pain in her arm, but she found out that um, it's something to do with her discs, and she's experiencing a lot of pain in her neck and her arm, and she actually can't put any pressure like through her arm, so to speak, so like press ups and things like that, and it's actually meant that. Um, she's no longer weight training at the moment and you know even simple things as like sitting um can often cause her pain so for her it's super frustrating because she loves weight training she loves being physical she loves the feeling of going into the gym and she created this routine and this lifestyle that you know every week she would look forward to her sessions and now suddenly that's been taken away from her and she's very, very limited on what she can actually do physically, which, as you can imagine, you know, has had a negative impact on her mental health as well, like anyone who would be going through this situation. Um, so in terms of that, she's been struggling quite a bit you know in terms of mentally and mindset and you know just worried that she's going to lose all the progress that she's gained you know over these last few years and she's just missing being in the gym and being active the way she was and you know of course I think a lot of people like kind of worry about you know weight gain but also like her own mental health as well um because training may makes you feel better just generally Mm -hmm. anyway so now that that's something that you you have no control over it you just simply can't do it's very hard to kind of see like a light at the end of the tunnel especially when you don't know how long it's going to take to recover because I think you kind of like had a bit of an idea of all right just four weeks and then I'll be back to it but when you're sick ill or you have an injury that doesn't really have a time frame on when you know you can get back to your normal routine it's really demotivating because you don't really have something to kind of strive for or have that light at the end of the tunnel so um I thought you know doing a podcast and you thought doing a podcast about this topic would be really beneficial but also like just to like let people know that if they are ill and it has taken them away from training or they are suffering from an injury like everybody goes through this at some point and that's just what life's bloody about eh? like mm-hmm. um one thing I just wanted to note and this is something I've been trying to tell my clients is that we think 
normal is perfect and it's actually completely op the opposite so like humans are imperfect we lead imperfect lives and that's actually the normal and it's just really about you know trying to figure out how to manage the situation the best you can so hoping this podcast helps anyone out there going through a tough time in regards to illness injury and ways you can manage it absolutely um, and it's see when you were talking about that perfectionism, like that's that is so so good. Like it was um I'd seen like this this um like thing about perfectionism, like this kind of uh, it's not a quote, but it's like a little like spiel about it. And it's like perfectionism isn't just striving for excellence or a desire to improve yourself. Perfectionism is holding yourself to an unrealistically high standards, standards that you can never meet, so you always feel like you're not measuring up. Perfectionism leaves you feeling inadequate no matter how much you accomplish or how perfect you try to be. And in the process, perfectionism robs us of the joys of everyday life, the ability to enjoy your successes, accept our mistakes, show up authentically and connect with others. And like how, like it's so true, isn't it? Like see when we try to be perfect and have the perfect week and like it just, you end up feeling inadequate, don't you? Like, yeah. And especially, especially when things like this pop up, so you get ill or you you get a little tweak or you get injured or something bigger happens, like we obviously wouldn't want that for ourselves. We wouldn't want that for our clients. We wouldn't want that for anybody. But like you say, like it's, it is an unfortunate part of life that these things might happen. And it's not to anticipate them, mm. like, but it's to to be aware that it might happen and to know that if it does, like there are lots of things you can do that are going to help you like keep moving forward, obviously in a slower pace than what you were before, but to make you feel like you are making some sort of progress. And it's about giving up, like, and I think like regardless of like injury, I was like, like giving up and for perfectionism, perfectionism is holding you back. Like, start to to view your weeks or to view your days as being as consistent as you can showing up as consistent as you can and putting in the work that you need to and obviously when if things happen injury illness etc tweaking that but just making sure that you're tweaking it in the direction that you do want to go in um so that you do have some structure you do have some focus you do feel that you are building momentum um and you are like showing up and doing like doing things that, that do make you that are going to improve recovery or that are making you feel good yeah I think um it's very easy to compare where you're at to somebody else but in that situation like that is probably the last well it's definitely the last thing you should be doing um because either way it's not going to help you move forward you know comparing and it, the thing is, I think it starts with the mindset and that's not easy, especially when you're feeling inadequate and you're feeling like you are like not making progress or you're taking 20 steps back. But in order to move forward and in order to like focus on those controllables, because at this point in time, if you have an injury or if you're ill, like you, if you're like, if you cannot train, like that that is it at this point in time you you cannot train then there's no point dwelling on that and I'm not saying that with like a light heart but you can't change that you've been told not to train or you physically can't train that is just the way it is you have to accept it but what you can do is look at things you can control and you know I mean I guess it depends on how ill you are and the the degree of the injury but there is normally always something that you can try and do even if it's just like the smallest thing that may make you feel even 1% better about the situation you're in or like you're not not necessarily making progress but just not losing progress or just maintaining where you're currently at and I think it's really important to show yourself some bloody self-compassion because I know what I used to be like like if a situation would happen to me I'd dwell on it I'd think why has this happened to me and I just stay in this state of negativity and you know I couldn't see past it and then like I wouldn't be able to move forward and all I thought was I was you know moving bloody 20 steps back and I think like showing yourself compassion just realizing this has happened to me this is the reality of like where I'm at at the moment what is like one thing that I can do to potentially make me feel slightly better and also just like kind of have hope and know that 
you're not always going to be in that situation. Yeah, it's pretty shit time right now. Like, let's be honest, it's not easy. You have to make a conscious effort to find other things that potentially were once like a part of your normal routine. But now you're looking at other things that you like can control that, like I said, is just going to make you slightly better. So it's difficult because we all, I think we all um, process these situations differently. Yeah. And some people are lucky enough to have not necessarily more, I don't, I don't think the word's positive mindset, but they might just be able to accept the situation a lot easier as compared to someone. Um, so I'm not saying it's easy just to accept it and like be positive and then move forward because it's not. No. But you've got two choices. Like you either accept it and see what you can control or you continue to dwell on it and make yourself feel shit and even worse. And I know yeah. it probably sounds really blunt, but that, you literally have two choices and that's it. Yeah. And like that, it's so funny because like if I think about my experience, so I literally was like the first thing that you spoke about there, that was me. So 2015, I had to get emergency surgery to get my appendix removed. So I had like abdominal pain for 10 days and just completely ignored it. Like, Shit. I was honestly, like, I think back now and I'm like, you're an actual idiot. But at the time, like, I was doing some crossfit competitions, like, just some little local ones in, in um, Scotland. And I was really into it. Like, it was my whole life. Like, it really was. Like, my whole life was training. Um, and yeah, so I had abdominal pain. So we, we were competing. Um, myself and like my partner were competing in um, one weekend, and I had to, I had abdominal pain the full weekend. But I just literally just took painkillers, grinned and bared through it. And then the next week, so that was the weekend. And then the next week, like I was um I was working, so I had a few shifts and things, and I was night shift on the Thursday night. And I am normally in a night shift, like the person in absolutely frozen. Like I've got a hot water bottle, I've got my fleece on, I've got a blanket, I'm like chatting in the corner. This particular night shift. I was literally like, if I could have stripped down my brown pants, I would have been sitting in the corner of my brown pants. I was so, so warm. It was like, I, like looking back, I'm like, yeah, you had like this raging infection. Oh, but, um, so I finished my night shift on Friday and I got home and I couldn't sleep. And I was like, something's really not right here. So I um, like, basically I was like, I, I need to go to the doctor because it was like throughout that week as well, like my appetite was lower and lower and lower. I was like struggling to eat. I felt sick all the time. Thought I'd pulled a muscle actually. I thought I'd pulled like my my um, like groin muscle, like something deep in there. So I was like, oh my god, what's going on here? That what and it felt then, like. Then. Was it just like a mild pain, or because if it it must have been that much for you to think, or were you just trying to cover it up? Yeah. Oh, I was trying to cover it up a little bit. Like I thought it was like a groin pain, but I literally couldn't. So see if I tried to lie flat, I couldn't actually lie my body completely flat. I had to have one leg constricted up because I couldn't straighten that leg with the pain. But I was honestly like, this is how mental I was at this point. I was like, no, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's a little, it's a little. I've pulled a muscle. It's fine. It's fine. I've got a competition next weekend. Um, Honestly. So I was like, right, something's not right in the Friday. So I went to the doctor and he's like, no, you need to go to a &E. So I went to a &E, get rushed to a &E. They were like, yeah, you're going in for surgery, like as soon as possible. So surgery that night, got my appendix removed. Like they said it was mucky I, I don't I think it, I don't think it burst but I think it was in it was about to burst so it was like it was a pretty I was lucky like um but in my night like naivety as well I was like operation Friday I'll be back at work on Monday like didn't really have because it happened so quickly like I know there was a build-up of like 10 days of this abdominal pain like but actually getting the surgery was within hours so my like mentally I wasn't able to process it mm -hmm. and I didn't like I work in the healthcare, but I didn't actually fully anticipate that this was abdominal surgery. Like I had staples, like they they I bet it was open, like do you know what I mean? Like it was it was a pretty big operation. So like I got out and stuff and I kind of in my head I was like, I'll be fine in a couple of days. Like I will be like I'll be back training. And then it was it was only when I actually got home and I was like, I I can't. I couldn't walk to the end of my street and back. And I was like, oh my God, like what is happening here? And I think that's when it hit me. So I had like the first couple of days where I was probably in a little bit of like a, a morphine haze. And I was like, everything's going to be fine. Uh -huh. And then it hit me and I was like, 
No. And I turned into the biggest victim that you have ever, ever seen. I was honestly so low about everything. I hated everybody that could go and train. Anybody that was at the gym, I was like, how dare you go to the gym and I can't. Like, that was just me. I was in a horrible, horrible place. Yeah. I did not... I, I, I basically turned to food as well. Like, food is always going to be... Like, for me, it's... it's, a, it's, it's and it was how I turned... How, how I dealt with emotions. Mm. Good, bad. It was food. And I just turned to food and I put on a lot of weight. I did not have any sort of like feeling of control over it. Like I just felt as if because I couldn't train, what was the point in doing anything else? Yeah. And it was such a, like, it was such a tough thing to go through, but it made me so much stronger when I came out the other side of it. And when I, like, took this that situation and then I went through like two pregnancies and I guess yes it's slightly different going through pregnancies because you have nine months to prepare like Mm -hmm. you have nine months of scaling you have nine months of adapting your your exercise and still being able to exercise like I was lucky enough I know some pregnant women aren't but I was lucky enough that I could exercise all throughout both my pregnancies but it was like after having like the, the big like the appendix thing and like the everything I went through afterwards and like the just the complete like horrible horrible fixed mindset about it like when I came out of that and when I was going through like the pregnancies and stuff I was like no I don't want to be in that place again Mm. so I did start to think about like well I can't do what I was doing before like I can't do the CrossFit stuff I was doing before but what can I do well, yeah. I can still train. And then when it got to like the end of my first pregnancy, like the doctor had, so I had to get growth scans with Archie. So the doctor was kind of like, oh, I think, because he was like, can I ask him like, what kind of stuff are you doing? And I was like telling him, he's like, I think you need to kind of like, like stop, just think about like kind of more gentle exercise. And initially I was really mad about it. um, But then I was like, mm, right, well, I can still walk. Like, I can still walk, I can still do some like movement and stuff. It's not the end of the world. So that's just what I did. Like I just walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. Um, because it was what I could do and I could control or I could have a focus on my nutrition. I could yeah. have a focus on like my sleep, my mindset. Like, I mean, by the end of both my pregnancies, I was two weeks late with both of them. Like I was not in a good frame of mind anyway. I was crab at us, but like I could I could mentally have I was in a better place to actually process what was happening and control my controllables well um like when you got your appendix out obviously it was quite a quick kind of you know you obviously went to the doctors and all right yep surgery here we go I guess like what was your kind of recovery like in terms of that was it like could you not train for a period of time like was it sore like did it restrict you from doing things or what yeah what what was your recovery like when you got your appendix out um so I had it was I had six weeks off work but then I actually it was six weeks off work and I actually had to have uh oh my god I can't remember what the, what the word is now um like basically I had to get eased back in to work oh yeah um phased I had to have a phased return as well because I, I went back to work and a day a day at work and I actually went into my boss at three o'clock in the afternoon and cried I was like oh. I'm so tired so tired and then that knocked me back as well because I was like oh my god I've only had I've only had six hours like why am I so tired um but yeah so I had six weeks off work in terms of um like movement and stuff yeah see because it was abdominal surgery like and this is this is what I think needs to get better in the NHS um I got no follow-up like really zero follow-up Basically, I got discharged from the hospital with painkillers, and that was me. Like, my mum took my staples out, but if I was oh. getting... Yeah, my mum's a nurse, so... Okay. <laughs> I probably should have said that, shouldn't I? Oh, okay. um, <laughs> savage. My mum just came in with, like, pliers and took my staples Is that how... Like, not that I'm just in the NHS, but I was like, is that how bad it was? They couldn't even take <laughs> like, staples there? Um, so... Yeah, so she she came and took my staples out, but even at that, I would have been go back to the GP to get my staples out. But there was no sort of like you have just had major abdominal surgery. 
like here's a leaflet at least on like core exercises or like what you can and can't do like mm. nothing <clears throat> so the the gym that I was training in like they were really good um they kind of gave me some stuff to focus on they gave me some like reading like books and stuff um tried to keep me busy that way um, but in terms of exercise because it was like core there wasn't a lot that I could do and looking back now there probably would have there maybe would have been a little bit more like I probably could have been a little bit more proactive with it but I could have potentially went to like a physio or like somebody else and maybe just seen like this is this is the injury like is there anything you could recommend that I could do just to have a little bit of focus like could I did some light upper body work maybe maybe not I don't know there's no point looking back and being like you like I could have did this but basically like I I had given I was given no guidance from the hospital I was just told like yeah you can get discharged go home recover six weeks off work here's your line see you later like um and it's tough like for people who are who have no knowledge or don't have the the like the means to like speak to other people as well about it like but yeah so it was it was a it was a tough tough time like and um, I also remember like going back to the gym and having to it was it was also again like the mindset that I was in but I was looking at the people who I was training with before who were doing all the things I wanted to do and I couldn't do them like when I went back to the gym I was literally like I was um doing core exercises like rotation exercises with a like a three kilo ball against the wall initially and I was like I don't want to do this I don't want to do this like and I was just so envious and hateful of everyone else that were doing the things that I wanted to do instead of being like well I can't do that that's out of my control right now I need to take that off the table and what can I do like what can I focus on and that would have been a much better frame of mind to be in and it would have been a much better frame of mind to be in that because if, if when I'm looking back now as well, like I kind of think I probably did take a couple of steps back because of the mindset that I was in, because I thought I'm just going to eat my feelings, because I was like, well, I can't, I can't do anything, or I can't do the things that I want to do in the gym, so I'm going to do nothing. Mm. It's hard though. Like, I mean, I think you're allowed to feel like when you're in that situation, you're allowed to have your moment. You're allowed to feel like that. Because you are in a difficult situation. It's not a case of you need to kind of toughen up and then just be positive and look at it. Like you do have to give yourself that time to just feel sorry for yourself and have a cry or just mope about. But I think the message is like you can't do that forever because you will, like your mental health will decline. Um, And like, you know, you going back into the gym it must be tough because like you said you saw people doing the things that you wanted to do and you couldn't but yeah I was gonna say something else but of course I've bloody forgotten this is why (laughs) I wrote down so yeah but I think that's why like it's made me a better coach though because I have a lot of empathy like and I can put people in I can put myself in people's situations and people's shoes and be like right I know how you feel right now I know how tough it is but it's it's not going to get any better by you moping or wishing that you could do this like or comparing yourself back to where you were like a year ago like I think like if you're looking back and you're comparing yourself the only way that that is beneficial is if you are using it as evidence to where you've been and where you know you can get back to Mm. like if you're if you're looking back and be like oh this time last year I was able to do x and and y and I can't do that now like and then being annoyed about that like that's like that's not beneficial but if you can look back and be like oh my god right this time last year I was doing this and I was doing that so I know that if I put the consistency and the hard work and the effort in I'm going to get back there and you're using that as evidence yeah I think that's where where comparison becomes beneficial but anything else I'm like no you just need to you need to get that out of your head right now and get that and focus on like where you want to get to and then putting the little the little steps and the little things in place to drive you forward and to drive you further towards there yeah I think and this is what I was going to say is like these situations that happen to us in terms of when we're not well or injury like I do feel like it does 
make you appreciate your health more like even if I'm just ill and I'm feeling pretty shitty I'm like I will never not value my health again and then as soon as you're just like the slightest bit better you're like oh my god I feel freaking amazing Mm -hmm. so like as much as like when the this shit pops up in your life like it is shit but you know I do think it makes you appreciate your health a bit more and like you know you want to look after your body you want to look after your mind and I think like and I was speaking to my client about this is like sometimes these situations just say it takes you away from your training and you start looking at the things you can control. Maybe like, for example, you know, um, protein was something that she was always trying to increase. And one thing I actually said to her is that like, this is a time now that maybe you have more time to focus on nailing down on getting enough protein every day. So that when that, you know, when you can come back to training, like you've got protein nailed to the T that's not no longer something that you have to kind of focus on because you've just spent these last couple of months nailing down on it because it now became your priority because that was one thing you could control control so I think like looking at that side of things is quite important as well like although maybe you can't train anymore you might become freaking awesome at getting your protein in and freaking awesome at hitting those step targets so that when that you know when you can go back to training you'll have time to focus on that. But now these habits are like cemented into your lifestyle because, well, that's all you were able to focus on and you're now bloody professional at them. So just sometimes maybe having like that type of perspective um, can also be quite helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then at the end of the day, like focusing on your nutrition and protein in particular is only going to help with the recovery process as well, isn't it? Like, so if you, like, I think you've nailed it. Like if you can look back and, and be like well I was kind of struggling like kind of struggling with like my nutrition and actually being able to plan out meals because I felt as if I didn't have enough time because I was rushing to get to the gym and stuff you'd be like well I do have a little bit more time now so how am I going to be more proactive with that like what am I going to do with that time that was used in the gym like to help me become like get to a better place where I can get back and that's the thing like because you will get back to the gym like Mm. Um, there's not really the most most situations the people will get back to the gym they might have to tweak what they're doing they might never be able to do some exercises but they will be able to get back to the gym and I think it's also thinking like how when I get back to the gym how do I want to feel do I want to feel like I am in a better place for it or do I want to feel like I'm back at square one and like that's a that's a tough like it's a tough thought to have in the moment when you are feeling really low and really down and really annoyed and really pissed off. It's okay to feel like that, mm. but it's not okay to continue to feel like that and feel like the victim. That's not going to, this is purely personal experience, Like, but that is, that is not going to help you in any sort of way. Like, like you say, you can't, it's okay to feel like this. It's okay to have weeks where things feel like a struggle. Like, that's okay. We are all going to feel like that. But it's not okay to use that as an excuse not to kind of push forward and do the things that you need to do. And it's where having a coach can be really, really beneficial. Like, a lot of people would maybe think, I'm injured now. What's the point in having a coach? But that's when you need a coach yeah, the most. You need that support. You need someone there saying that it's going to be okay and reassuring you and helping you see the other side of things of what you can control Mm -hmm. because sometimes when you're deep down in that negative emotion like you you might not be able to see clearly and or think clearly or think well what can I you know there's nothing that like you said nothing that I can actually do whereas your coach can say no these are the things that you can focus on and then suddenly you've got a new like what is it lethal light is that the word lethal lethal life oh lethal life there (laughs) like then you feel a bit more positive because you think okay well there actually is some things I can work on to still make me feel like I'm moving forward and this is just what I say to myself in any situation okay we're all allowed to moan a little bit about some things but if you're going to complain and this is what I say to myself if I'm going to complain about something I either change it or I shut up about it I know that's again I, I sound probably harsh when I say these things but this is this is like the, the mindset I have for myself. If I'm going to complain because I'm not happy with something or something's not going overly well, like 
then I need to look at ways to change that. Like if I'm that unhappy to complain, then there's obviously something not right here. So what can I do? Like take responsibility for myself, how I'm feeling, because no one's going to change the situation. No one's going to make changes for me. Ultimately, it's my responsibility at the end of the day. If I don't want to feel like this, if I don't want to complain about this anymore, then what can I do to make things better? And if I'm not willing to change it, then I need to shut up about it. I need to not complain. And that's, I'm not saying that's the best approach for everyone to take, but personally for me, that is what I say to myself. And thankfully I've created a mindset now where like, I, if a difficult situation arises, I have my moment, but I don't try, I don't let it get the better of me. I just, I, you know, for instance, like just say you're bloody, yeah, my tea's due. I know this is a kind of like derailing a little bit, but yeah, my tea's due and suddenly got to pay 500 quid for all this work. Like, Yes, it's freaking shit. It's a bit annoying because you could have spent that 500 quid on something else. But at the end of the day, you need your car, right? You need to get from A to B. It's just something that you have to do. Otherwise, you won't have a car. So you kind of like let yourself just be a bit annoyed about it. And then you just move on. Like, because what what are you actually going to do? Dwelling on it and being pissed off about you just spent 500 quid on your car literally won't do anything. If anything, you'll continue to like make yourself feel shit or be in that negative mindset because you keep reminding yourself of oh I've just had to pay 500 quid I could have spent this on like x y and z like accept it move on and then now you can drive your car and you can get to work and you can go on family trips so that that's just like the mindset that I take if you're going to complain about it try and do something about it and if you're not willing to do something about it then maybe not complain about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think it's yeah it's it's um very like yeah it works you know what I'm <laughs> I mean it may work for some but I mean it works for me so we'll, we'll, it's, yeah. someone may be able to use it <laughs> but uh, yeah I think some people do need a little bit of tough love as well though don't they like yeah and again uh, like having a coach like if you've got like so if I've got clients who are like it's kind of week after week the same things are happening I'm like well do you know can I say this last week as well? Like, what are we going to do to change it? Like, um, because you are right. Like, complaining get complaining about it gets you nowhere. Like, if anything, you just it just ruminates and ruminates and gets you more annoyed. And you're go- you will end up going round and round in circles because if nothing changes, then nothing changes. Yeah, so true. Eh? Um, but tell us a little bit about your experience because honestly I was literally like my jaw was on the ground when you were telling me about yeah. I don't think really any many people know about it but I think it was 2015 long story short my friend in the early hours of the morning I got rushed to like well, emergency or whatever because my tongue had swelled up so much to the point that it was like pressing on my teeth like I couldn't Luckily, I could breathe through my nose. Otherwise, I probably bloody would have passed out. Anyway, long story short, we got to the emergency and, like, the people like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I had to cut my dress and everything. And then within, like, the space of, like, five minutes of getting to the hospital, like, I was on, like, a stretcher. They were taking me up to the, like, oper- operating place. And I remember this lady, this nurse, and um, they didn't know if it was, like, blocking my airways or not and she kind of had said like I don't know if they I don't I don't know if I've got this fully correct but obviously she said if it's blocking the airways and they may have to go like do a is it track 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 yeah like through my throat and all yeah pretty pretty intense and then she was so lovely she was wearing this nice bandana and she was holding my hand um meanwhile my friend's downstairs I'm guessing having a time of family and shit and um then I passed out Anyway, I was in an induced coma for five days um, and apparently like they kept trying to take me out of the coma, but I wasn't well enough and then they had to put me back in. I don't really know like the ins and outs, but yeah, five days of being drip fed in a coma and it was actually to the point like they didn't know if how I would be. They didn't, they couldn't 100% say that I was going to live or anything like this. And um, I guess five days later, I remember when they finally were able to wake me up. This is ridiculous, right? But obviously been drip fed. Anyway, the first thing I say is that I really wanted a bloody um, burger from Hungry Jack's, which is like a Burger King technically in Australia. Because it was obviously literally one of the first things I said. And I remember waking up and like all my friends were there. My mum was there. My friends like in Australia, we have this like, 
we it's called goon and it's like like cast wine and they'd snuck it in with the balloon <laughs> and everything um but I hadn't realized I'd been in a in a coma for bloody five days um and of course my mum was up there every day bloody you know fretting anyway so that that was that situation and I end up being hospital for another week and I couldn't eat anything because my tongue had been cut up so much from my teeth like I was only on puree like I had to get like the speech pathologist in like and it was shit because like I was starving clearly and I was like couldn't eat anything but puree and what they would give me um and if I'm honest, I still think I didn't really like process the severity of the situation, even from being in hospital still. And I remember I had to have my first shower. Um, and like obviously they had to help me get out of my bed because I'd not done anything for five days. I'd not eaten properly. And like they had to like put me in this wheelchair. And like the nurse actually had to give me a, a shower, like strip naked. She had to wash my hair because I physically couldn't put my hands up and do it myself. And let's be honest, that was a bit demoralizing. Like, just because you felt, I was like, I, I can't believe I'm being showered by a random in a fucking shower <laughs> hospital. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty intense. Um, and then finally got let out after, well, five days and then a week. So, probably was in there about two weeks. And um, I remember my sister picked me up because my mom was like, Oh, do you want me to come and get you? Because they live an hour away. And I was like, No, it's fine. My sister can pick me up. Like, you know, I'll go home, I'll look after myself, go back to work, just like you said, the following week. Anyway, my sister dropped me off, my housemate wasn't home. And I was like, this is fine. And I came to the realisation that I wasn't okay when I like, I don't know why this makes me feel like emotional. Um, But I tried to get into the bath and I could barely get myself into the bath because I felt so, so weak. And I remember sitting in the bath like crying and I was like, it just kind of, I, I guess it just dawned on me that I wasn't okay. Um, anyway, I got out of the bath and then just chilled for a bit. And then the next day I went for a drive to my work thinking, you know, again, may, maybe I'm okay. Definitely shouldn't have driven. That's for sure. Um, yeah. And then I got back home and I called my mom and I was like, I think you're going to have to come and get me. Cause I don't think I can look after myself. Like it was just such a weird experience. And I felt so shit. I felt like, I can't even fucking look after myself. Like, I, I just didn't expect that. I literally thought I'd go back to work, like, the next week. And anyway, I had to go home. And, like, even then I couldn't eat anything. Like, my sister had made me, like, all this. Luckily, she's a freaking good cook. So soft, soft risotto was all I could really have. Meanwhile, they're eating bloody delicious meals because she's such a good cook. But I just couldn't – my tongue couldn't handle it. I had blisters. I had everything. And I'd lost so much weight. Like, I was – skinny like skinny lost all my muscle which I know it sounds a bit weird just to do in five days but I guess you know that that's just what happens but yeah it's, I know it sounds, I I forget about it which is quite weird because it was like literally a life or death situation but mm. yeah it was pretty fucking intense excuse yeah. the language that is intense it was so funny because you were like I've not really had an injury but this happened to me I'm like oh my god that's mental like mm-hmm. that is crazy it's uh yeah but you know what they still still don't know what it was like because it was like the day before this happened it was father's day I remember and I'd gone to lunch with my parents and my tongue I just felt like I had ulcers on my tongue which I don't I don't know if that's a normal thing but yeah and then it just progressed and this is how stupid I am so you know how you put off going to the bloody thing right so obviously my parents are going home and I've gone to stay at my friends I've ordered this massive pizza which I can't eat I've decided and I kept going, getting up out of bed and going for showers because I was like, oh, maybe I've just got the flu. Maybe I'm just done well. So I probably went for three or four showers. Like, it sounds really weird. And then it got to the point about 4 a.m. And I was like, I think maybe I should ring, like, wake up my friend Ella to, like, go and maybe I have to go see someone. And I woke up. She's like, what the fuck? Like, my like my tongue had swollen so much. She's like, you're an idiot. Like, and then we went to, the like, this open GP and they tried. They tried to give me some painkillers and shit, but then they said, you know, good emergency. But yeah, point of the story is if like make sure you go get see help when, you know, these symptoms first arise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. If you've learned anything from this podcast, <laughs> when the symptoms first come on, because I probably wouldn't have had to have had an operation, you probably wouldn't have come <laughs> in and just coma. 
yeah yeah this is it but we wouldn't have learned what we've learned that is it we are you've got to reframe eh? you gotta you do you do and I think that's like when we talk about the mindset stuff like that like the reframing and I know that when you are deep in that first initial stage of injury or illness the reframing can feel really tough but it is so important to to try and find the positives from the situation so like it's trying to potentially for us reframing has actually been like right, well that was a shit situation but this is what I learned from it um yeah. but like when you're when you're when it first happens to you like reframing like right, okay well this is not ideal but like what can I do now like maybe you you've always wanted to I don't know like read that series of books or learn that language or learn an instrument like can you channel that energy in that time into doing something like that like is that the reframe I don't know um maybe the reframe is like you want to actually learn how to cook better or learn how to um like meal prep more nutritious meals like is that the reframe like I don't know is it working on mindset is it like speaking to a professional like so you get your mindset like like spot on and you can speak about it you can and they can help you through it like is that the reframe like I think everybody's reframe is going to be a little bit different depending on where they're at what their injury is where they're what they can do where they put like their interests and like their focus um and how they want to feel moving forward yeah and I think like getting help like go like if this is really if this injury illness is really impacting you like don't try and be bloody tough and think I'll get over it or get through it like go go see a professional like go see the GP or go see a physio or you know whatever it is because they might actually tell you exactly what you need to do and help you recover quicker like I mean (laughs) our experiences if yeah as you said if you've learned something just go see a professional (laughs) sooner please um but you might like instead of just sitting there thinking you're gonna feel like this for x amount of time we don't know how long you are go go see the physio or go um if you haven't already just say if you're kind of just dealing with this situation and like I said they may be able to tell you exactly what you can do and then at least like you feel like you've done everything you possibly can like to help yourself in that situation like and then then you know well I've done everything I can in terms of like the possibility of getting back to training and recovering quicker so now now I know I've done that then I'll focus on the things I can control and it is all about mindset like let's be honest like it, it and mindset is difficult but it's like you said trying to reframe those situations um and maybe not every situation you can pull something positive from it but reframing it into I'm sure there's like going to be one even if it's just one tiny thing that doesn't necessarily have to be positive but isn't negative that you can focus on mm-hmm. and if that's if that's the only thing then you focus on that only thing because that's your kind of like motivation or hope or and like that one tiny thing may make you feel 10 times better about the situation because again you know you're doing all you possibly can and showing yourself that self-compassion and knowing that right, I've done everything I can this is my situation and you know all I can do is kind of like wait it out and then I, I know I won't always be in this forever may just be that mindset that you have to take yeah no absolutely I think definitely the mindset stuff is just is massive and I think something that you can work on regardless of like I suppose like a lot of our focus so far has been on like injury and potentially debilitating injuries like something that is actually going to take you out of the gym completely um but well, what I, I was going to like talk about something else but we did actually get a question on Instagram and mm just going to get it up here because I meant to pull it up um so this question was chest muscle strain how long for recovery um and what other strength or weight exercises can I do so you might have an injury that is not debilitating like it's not going to take you out of the gym completely um but it is going to limit what you can do in certain areas of the body so for this particular question like it sounds as if it doesn't sound as if there's been like an actual pull of the muscle it just seems as if there's a little strain in the chest but um what other strength weight exercises can I do so you can focus on lower body um you can focus on your core you can focus on upper body but just depending on how 
certain exercises are going to make you feel so you can um, potentially think about like back muscles like pulling um, maybe it's a pushing movement that is that is causing the pain across your chest and maybe you want to limit that um, but there's there's so many other like exercises you can do if it, you're you are just got an injury on one particular area um, and I think with this it's like we were kind of having a chat about this before but it's just making sure that if you haven't already like potentially going and seeing a physio so that you they can point you in the, the direction of like where the strain is like what um, exercises are going to um, like make it better or what exercises you want to avoid until that feels better like that is something because you basically what you don't want to do is like go back and make it worse or completely tear the muscle as well like and then you're out for longer um so i think like actually getting some sort of expert opinion will help massively and again some rehab exercises as well like it, so that it doesn't get to the point where it gets any worse um but in terms of recovery like we don't really it's it's hard to say like without kind of seeing like you or like to kind of knowing like what caused the injury um like how you're moving when you're um like doing your weights like that kind of side of things like it's hard to say for recovery recovery can be how long is a piece of string for different people depending on their circumstances um but I think like when the injury is just in one area so even if you've got um like a broken foot or a broken ankle like you can still do single leg stuff and actually the research it shows that even working the uninjured leg the injured leg still gets the benefits and still gets like that the like muscle activation it's really weird but actually still going to the gym and still working what you can is going to benefit like the injured part too and it's going to keep you in that structure and that routine um that you've been building and, and that you've been striving for so I, I think if you've only got like a, a injury in one particular muscle or one particular part get back to the gym like if you've got a coach get them to program you stuff that you can do um because if you've got a coach that says no, like they can't program you, like get another coach, like because there's always, even even sometimes you've got some injuries that like, you can still work around them and you can still do other exercises that work, like, like for instance, like hinge movements, like maybe potentially you've got like some sort of like hamstring thing that means that you can't do deadlifts, but can you do like I don't know hip thrusts or can you do, um, like some single leg work to help actually build up that muscle but you're not aggravating the injury as much in one particular movement, which is giving you pain. Like there's always things you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty, I think you've pretty much said it all. Like see a professional because instead of wondering for the next three months and dealing with this pain, you can go see them. They can tell you what it is and they can give you rehab or physio exercises to do outside that will ultimately help the recovery process. Also, if you're working with the coach, like, they can the, the your coach and like the health professional can connect and communicate so that kind of nothing is lost in translation between the the health professional you as a client and the coach and you know like with my clients I always offer to reach out to like you know anyone that they're working with just so that I'm up to date and so that they can give me all the like information I need and if there's anything that I could be doing to make sure that my clients are you know that I'm enabling their recovery process I think that's super important but like you said like if the injury is just like in a specific area trying to just work around like we we're talking about you know even if it's lower body exercises for someone who has like a, that that chest strain like I mean you may not want to be holding certain weights but there's machines that you don't have to use your hands for leg press um you know, if you still want to squat, some uh, gyms have like a safety bar squat. So like instead of holding your hands kind of behind you, so to speak, you there's like these little bars in the front. So, you know, there's no strain on the chest at all. Um, but yeah, recovery. I mean, how, like you said, how long is a piece of string? Like recovery is so individual and also it depends on like, are you actually allowing yourself to recover or are you pushing your limits that are going to make it worse? And are you doing the exercises that the physio has suggested? And I think like, I mean, I know I can be pretty bad at this. If I, you know, sometimes I may have a niggle, I think, oh, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. But I think if like 
what you're feeling is impacting your day-to-day life or kind of stopping you from doing normal things, then it's well worth the money to just go at least get it checked out. Cause then you have that peace of mind that, okay, it's not, not something serious or you've got that information to say, okay, this is exactly what it is. Now I know how to fix it instead of just spending ages wondering what it could be and then potentially making it worse. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. Like that peace of mind. So you have the confidence, like, to go in and be like, right, okay, I can do some chest stuff, but I need to do like really lightweight or no weight and mm. build it up. But you have the confidence here because you have seen somebody to know that like it's okay to do the, these things. Like that, yeah, that's such a good point. Because I, I know if I didn't like, and probably even some clients, like if I've got a niggle, like sometimes my knees are a bit sore and I'm like, oh, don't know if I should be doing this or shouldn't I? like, do you know what I mean? Like, at least like you said, yeah, just have peace of mind and know exactly what you can do and how to work around it. Yeah. So like, do you have any, so we've spoke a lot about like injuries and things, but see if a client, so I've had a few clients who have been ill this week. Do you have any um like advice that you would give or kind of guidelines you would give if a client came to you and was like, well, I'm not feeling that great this week. I'm quite, like, should I train or should I not train? Um, Again, individual and it depends on like if it's just a little bit of a cold or if you're feeling proper run down and burnt out. So I have a client who said, you know, she had a bit of a cold, she's feeling burnt out. She didn't end up getting any of her sessions in because of this. And I like, I thought it was absolutely fine. She listened to her body. And again, like sometimes I'm not feeling hundred percent, but I'm like, you know what? I know if I train, I'll feel better. So it really just depends on like how ill you are feeling. And if you don't want to, and like, I guess, doing like a hit workout or something very intense when you're not well probably isn't the smartest idea just because like it's quite stressful on the body and your body is always in already in a stress state if you're unwell and if it's trying to fight off infection that placing more stress on it will like like we spoke about earlier will probably just send you downhill even more but I guess it's a case of like instead she focused on trying to get a small walk every day and she focused on her nutrition because that made her feel like she was still making progress. She was still moving forward. Um, But I know if I'm unwell, I won't train. But then sometimes I'm like, am I just using that as a little bit of an excuse? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It it depends. Like, what do you say to your clients? So I kind of have given the guideline, like, anything, like, neck down, don't train. Mm, Yeah, good shout. So if there's anything in your chest, like you're, you've got a chest to cough or you are bringing up disgusting things, do not train. Like, because like you say, your body's already under a lot of stress trying to actually um, like get rid of this, the infection or like the illness. And all you're going to do by forcing yourself to train and put your body in more stress when its immunity is already lower, like exercise over time is going to build up your immunity. But initially after exercising, like that's a lot of stress in the body and it's going to lower your immunity initially. So if your immunity is already lower, like one, are you going to get a great session in when you feel like shit? Like, no, you're probably going to end up more annoyed. You might end up getting more people ill. You might end up spreading it around the gym. Um, and you're only going to make yourself feel worse and you're going to be out of the gym for longer so yeah. I think kind of neck down take the week off focus on what you can so I always say to clients like focus on rest mm. get to bed earlier prioritize your sleep because that is going to make you feel so much better like that is literally when your body's going to repair Um, focus on your nutrition focus on your hydration like these are the things that you should be focusing on like and then so this is neck down then focus on when you're feeling a little bit better go on a walk like if you can if you can go, uh if you can consistently get like your step count like your step target in for like three four five days in a row and you don't feel like you have to take a nap afterwards okay then maybe think about getting getting a gym session in but again don't go back and expecting to be where you were before like no. you might have to go in and do lightweight just to make sure that just to see how it's feeling um like you're not going to be hitting pbs you're not going to be coming back into the program exactly where you were before like be realistic and anticipate this so that you don't feel disheartened when you get back in that first session might feel tough that's okay that's to be expected but you will build back up very very quickly um 
So that's why I think Oh, the first week, the, oh, coming back after that. Like, if you've been ill and stuff, come that first week is torture. The doms are torture. Like you feel like, yeah, you feel like you're just like uh, sometimes like if, if I've not been well and I go back in the gym, I will. I'm double checking the weights. I'm like, no, that can't be right. Like, yeah. is this? If I only got ten kilo in the bar, oh my god, what's happening here? Like, it's heavy, eh? It's so so heavy, like, but I think just anticipate that. But I think on the other end of that, like, if it is just a cold, like, I think sometimes you can push through a cold and you can feel better for it. Yeah. Um. But do you know what? Like, all you can do is try it and see if you get to the gym. You do your warm up. You're still feeling like shit. You start yeah. your set. It's still feeling like shit. <laughs> Stop. Go home. Go to bed. Like. Yeah. It's it's not failing. It's not failing. It's just it, you're being realistic and you've tried. You've tried to tick that box. It's just not happening today. You might feel better tomorrow. Or even if, if that's the case, like and it's a bad head cold, focus on your steps. Like just maybe increase your step target by about two thousand just to get a little bit more of a like you're kind of feels like you're doing something, but it's just not as intense as like going and smashing out a weight section, a, a weight session, like missing out a week of your program in the grand scheme of things. If you're a consistent trainer, like you're you're not gonna lose all your like all of your gains in a week. Like that's just not gonna happen. Mm. And I think when you come back into it, just say if you have a week off, like the first session or two will feel like you have lost all your game. If you're like, where the frick is all this straight gone? Like I've lost it all. It's simply not the case. It's just your body trying to adapt and get back to like what it was feeling before. So like definitely persevere and make sure, you know, if you're coming back for that first week and you normally do three, give it that week to get back into the rhythm of things. And you will find that the following week, you've got that muscle memory, your body's feeling so much better because it's not trying to fight an illness and you're kind of, potentially back to where you were but yeah don't um you know I where I work I see so many people have had some time off or if they've gone on holiday and they come back they're like I feel so weak you know last before I left I could lift x y and z I'm like yeah but it's your first session back after a month off what do you expect like just give it the week yes you will have some doms yes things will be harder than normal but the next week they come back and they're like yeah now I'm actually feeling pretty good like back to where I'm at so just persevere and don't let it demotivate you and just know that everybody bloody goes through it that first session back it's always but also because like you say like we kind of create the story in our head that it is going to be hard do you know what I mean so then we're already going into a thinking oh shit it's gonna be hard and then it is hard so god it just makes like it 10 times worse but yeah it's uh just persevere and get through that first week yeah absolutely like and it was funny because I, I had a conversation with a client today and it wasn't about actually coming back after an illness but it would come back after a holiday and she was like really struggled to get back in to like routine and stuff after a holiday and I kind of think the same thing the same kind of principles go mm. with that as well like if you've had a holiday like and or like a bit of time off the gym it's, it is going to feel like it's going to feel quite bad like yeah. not bad, but I, I described it as feeling a bit sticky like kind of feel like the weights aren't moving as well as they were before and like you feel like you're not you don't have that like va va voom that you did maybe before but and sometimes I think actually people who are coming back up from a holiday and a bit of a rest they expect to go in and be like all guns blazing and feeling really good and I think sometimes when it doesn't feel like that it's um it's a bit of a shock they don't expect it but I think it's sometimes coming back from a holiday it's about actually getting back into the structure and the routine um because I'm a bit like I'm a bit of a weirdo like if I'm on holiday I can't wait to get back into my normal routine and my normal structure is that because I've been doing like these things for so long that actually being on holiday feels weird now Mm. I crave that routine I crave that structure and even when I'm on holiday I'll still have something set up in my day that like I'll have similar meal times. I'll always have some protein with my meals. I'll always have fruit and veg with my meals. Like because that's just really ingrained now. So I still keep that 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 um like a similar structure, so that it it doesn't all it doesn't feel that hard for me to get back into things afterwards. Um, but 
and I'm always buzzing to get back into the gym. Um, but I, I guess that's because I've built everything up for so long. Like I've literally been doing this for like years and years and years and years and years. So this is this is my life now. It's it's my habits, it's my behaviors, it's my actions. Like maybe if you're not as if it, you're a bit newer, like it, it is going to feel a little bit um like all of a struggle to get back into that routine and to get back into the gym and to get into your like kind of normal structure but I think similarly from coming back from illness like it will get better you just have to keep at it you have to keep consistent at it it's never it's not going to feel easier if you take another week off mm. you just gotta bite the bullet you just gotta get in there get that first session done and then it gets easier like don't put it off because you think it's going to be hard or whatever just get in get it done because we again like create stories in our head that make things seem a lot worse than they are and then you do them you're like yeah actually you know yeah it might be hard but it wasn't as hard as I thought it'd be and also you just feel bloody good for getting in there and getting back on track again it just puts you in that positive mindset it does it does um but yeah I think this has been this has been a really good like podcast there's a lot to go like the the biggest thing is like if you are going through an injury or um like an illness I think the biggest thing is like there is always something that you can focus on like giving yourself the self-compassion knowing that like other people are going to go through similar struggles like you're not alone in this I think sometimes it might feel like you're the only one going through it but you're absolutely not but giving yourself the self-compassion giving yourself the space to actually like go through all the emotions I was going to say grieve is there a little bit of grief in it like grieving like mm. the like the the things that you couldn't do like I don't know if that's if that's maybe a bit extreme but like actually going through like all of these emotions like don't don't be like because we are talking about being positive like I think sometimes we we don't mean being like toxic positivity like everything's fine I'm totally like like Ross at friends I'm fine I'm Uh fine it's okay I'm fine um like we don't mean that we mean like acknowledging that this is shit it is it is shit like you obviously didn't want this to happen like but feeling like all the negative like being okay with all the negative but trying to reframe Mm. see the positives like being like right well this has happened where can I focus on like and that's not going to hit like you're not going to get injured and then the next day you're going to be like okay so where's my positives like it might take a few days it might take a week like but just knowing that you do have like people out there like if you want to reach out to either of us if if this is your lesson test and I'm going you're going through something like that you're resonating with like reach out to either of us we're more than happy to have a chat and to help we've both been in these similar situations like if you are going through something like well maybe not <laughs> an induced coma but um like we've, we've both went through like similar situations Um, we know exactly how you're feeling um and we're more than happy to help and advise and to even just be like like a shoulder just to actually vent to and to get that out because sometimes actually getting out your chest and this is why like I know like you are so on it with your journaling and your reflection actually putting some things on paper and when you see them on paper like then so sometimes not as bad as what you're making them out in your head yeah definitely I've I've found that um and it just yeah it creates awareness about how you're feeling and then like acknowledging how you're feeling and then being okay with it and then seeing how you can improve those feelings and make them a little bit more not so negative um yeah 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 yeah, so I think like having the self-compassion and I also think then like when you're thinking about where you can focus, creating some daily structure and some daily routines to have a little bit of a focus, to build some momentum so you do feel like you are actually getting up and you're doing something in your day. Mm. Because I know like for me, like the days after the, the, those operations, like when I was starting to build up a little bit of strength, but I still couldn't go to the gym I still didn't have a huge focus like if I look back and I'm like right, see if I had focus see if, if I had even had the the foresight to be like um see today I'm going to get to this house down the street and back and see tomorrow I'm yeah. going to get to the next house and back and then I would have been able to see progress track progress that would have been motivating 
Mm. Instead, I was like, I can't even walk to the end of the street and back. Like, you know, and I think like creating some yeah. routine and some structure, it might not look like it looked like before. That's okay. Like, you can't go back there now. So stop, st- stop looking back, look forward mm. and building some like that habit and structure for you in that situation right now that's going to help progress you forward to get back to where you were before because if that's where you want to get back to like you we can make that happen yeah I think yeah setting setting yourself a target or something to aim for it just kind of helps you focus a bit more and again just just a feeling of you're doing everything you can to help yourself get better help yourself recover and help yourself not feel like a failure or like you're taking 10 steps back so yeah having something to aim for every day I think is super important as well Mm-hmm. yeah I think that's been really good I've enjoyed it yeah. I hope I, I I think it's just been like a, a nice honest conversation about I guess our experiences and things that you can focus on so hopefully anybody who's I don't know feeling a bit down the dumps or going through a injury or illness can like I don't know take something positive away from it and know that it won't always be like this and to focus on the controllables Exactly. And if you're feeling a little bit unwell, if your tongue is starting to swell, if you have any yeah. sort of abdominal pain, go to the doctor now. <laughs> please, please. That is our advice. That is the take home from this bloody podcast. <laughs> right, well, that was lovely. And um, yeah, well, we're going to plan on doing this once a, once a month. Yeah, 100% on topic of the month we haven't decided yet so we'll see what um, arises who knows so if anybody wants to get a topic in there um we'll pop our instagram links down below um but i'm heather.moffat.fitness you are your strong girl squad with all the underscores aren't you yeah strong girl squad with all the underscores um we'll just we'll, i'll just link it and then that'll be the easiest option <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um thanks for listening and we will catch you all on the next episode awesome thank you